You're listening to the Smarter Marks of Wrestling. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Smarter Marks of Wrestling. We got a lot to cover this week, so let's get right into it. Originally, I was going to do the opening statement this week, but you know what, Javi? You do such a great job of it, I'm going to throw it to you. Oh, my God. Well, thank you for for such an uh, awesome, amazing, and extremely last, literally last-second privilege. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Um. My opening statement isn't so much of a statement. It's um, it's more of a story. But there will be a statement at the end. So okay. if you can give me a time to tell you guys a little story. Sure, go, go right ahead, man. Okay. Um, my day yesterday, uh, I mean, I'm a big wrestling fan, so it's it's not – difficult for me to see certain things and incorporate you know wrestling into it you know every now and then like if I hear a certain song I might be like oh that sounds like this person's theme song or if I see if I meet somebody and they tell me their first name and I go oh that's the same name as one of my favorite wrestlers (laughs) or whatever you know so um but anyway yesterday it really reminded me a lot of wrestling I know to some people that might sound pathetic, to other people that might sound cool as hell, but um, let me tell you a little story. So um, I woke up late yesterday, woke up around 11 o'clock. I said to myself, what am I going to do today? Oh, sorry, I had to uh, <clears throat> had to collect my thoughts there. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the movies today, but first mm-hmm. I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm hungry as fuck. Mm-hmm. So I went to McDonald's, you know, it was right there. You know, I know McDonald's isn't the healthiest thing in the world, but it's fast, it's cheap, it's right there. That's where I went. They had the McRib. The the McRib is back, guys. The McRib is back. (laughs) Bro, there were, let me tell you, there were, there were some McRib marks there for sure, bro. They were, there were some McRib marks. They were, they were putting down. The uh, the double cheeseburgers, the Big Macs, and they go, fuck that, bro. I'm all about the McRib, you know, the part-time McRib that only comes back every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, order the McRib uh, and a Coke. Have you guys ever noticed that the Cokes at McDonald's are always top-notch for some yeah. reason? They just taste so good. They taste different from Cokes from everywhere else for some reason, man. Mm-hmm. Something about that McDonald's Coke. But anyway, so I took a sip of the Coke first because I was thirsty. Took a bite out of the McRib. I put the McRib down, and I was I was not a happy camper. It did not taste good. So I don't know if it was just that particular McRib that didn't taste good, but, you know, I, I just wasn't feeling it. So what did I do? Did I get up like a normal human being and go up to them and say, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't really like the way this tasted. Is it possible if I can get something else in exchange, or can I get a different McRib? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't do that. I grabbed the McRib, I threw it on the ground, and I started screaming, Burger King, Burger King, <laughs> Burger King. Because if McDonald's isn't going to give me what I want, give me what I like, I'm going to chant their competition's name at them. So I left McDonald's, right? Uh, I wanted to listen to some music on my way 
uh, to the movie theaters. So um, I had recently bought like some Skull Candy um, headphones. Yeah. I put them in my ears because um, I love listening to podcasts and YouTubers and, and, and interviews and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Bro, the quality was so bad in the, the Skull Candy earphones. Like I had the volume all the way up on my phone. I pushed the earphones, you know, as much as I could in without, you know, hurting myself. And it's like I had trouble hearing it. And I mean, as, like a normal human being that I did, did I take take the headphones out and connect it to the aux cord in my car so I could hear it louder? No, I took the Skull Candy earphones out of my ear, disconnected it from my phone, threw it out the windows. I was driving and started screaming, Beats by Dre, Beats by wow. Dre, Beats by Dre. <laughs> because if my Skull Candy headphones aren't going to work properly, I'm going to chant the competition's name at them, you know, because then they'll get the picture. Anyway, I pulled up to the um, to the parking lot of the movie theater and I pulled out my phone so I could, you know, get a ticket online so I can just go in, go straight to my seat. Bro, I don't know what's wrong with my Android phone, dude. Like, it's been crapping out on me lately. The updates that I've been getting, I don't know. Like, the the, the apps don't auto-update uh, the way they should. And like a normal human being, did I just go up to the just go up to the to the movie, um, you know, um, the ticket taker or whatever, and just order my ticket up there? No, I turned my phone off. I threw it on the ground and I screamed. Apple iPhone, <laughs> Apple iPhone, because if my phone isn't going to work, I'm going to throw it on the ground and scream the competition's name at it because I'm going to get results that way. It's been proven. Anyway, went to the movies um, and uh, I went to go watch uh, Spider-Man and I I liked the movie, but I it, it didn't. It didn't satisfy me the way I wanted to. It didn't tell the story that I wanted. So like a normal human being, did I just uh, get up, walk out, and say, eh, it was an okay movie. If somebody asked me, that's what I'm going to tell them. I said, no, that's not what I did. Come on, man. I'm a mark. I got up, and I started screaming, Joker, Joker, Joker. (laughs) Because if Marvel isn't going to give me what I want in a movie, I'm going to scream the competition's name at them because, you know, then they'll start, you know, writing better stories in their movies. Anyway, left the movie theater, went to um, went to the park. Uh, there was a cute girl jogging, you know, and uh, she stopped in front of me to tie her shoes. I made a comment. We hit it off. We hung out for the rest of the day. We went back to my place, and you know, things got a little hot and heavy. Um, but then she started doing some some stuff that I didn't like, man. I'm just I wasn't feeling it. So like a normal human being, did I tell her? I said, hey, you know, can we try this? Can we try that? Of course not. I picked her head up, looked her straight in the face, and I started I, – I threw my fucking fist in the air, and I started chanting as loud as I can at the at – the, as loud as I can in her face. I started chanting my ex-girlfriend's name, Allison, 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 because if this girl is not going to satisfy me you know, sexually the way I like to be satisfied, I'm going to remind her of somebody who, who did it right in the past. You know what I'm saying? Because then maybe she'll start, you know, satisfying me better. Um, but that was my story. Um, my opening and, I guess, closing statement at the same time is, you fucking marks in the WWE crowd that wear, that is, are, that's wearing WWE merchandise that you probably bought at the arena that same day. 
and you paid hundreds of dollars to get into the arena, and you're going to sit through the entire show, and you're going to shit on the very last two minutes of the show and then chant the the um, competition's name can in really unison? Them, can we really call them competition, though? It's there. It's something. We'll get I mean, that later. <laughs> I mean, but for all the uh, the United Marks that did that, you guys are the fucking cancer of the wrestling fandom. There are times where I am actually ashamed to say that I am a wrestling fan because I have to get lumped in with you fucking nerds. Like I wish Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson were here right now. So they can call you guys <laughs> fucking nerds, man. Like me, Donald, and Khalid, we weren't happy with the ending of the of the show either. But did we fucking chant? Oh well, thank God for AEW. Thank God for Wednesday Wednesdays. I'm like, no, we're like, fuck it. We didn't like it, but we'll see where it goes from here. Mm-hmm. Christ, these fucking excuse my language, man, but these fucking basement dwelling virgin ass nerds. <laughs> that chanted AEW. I'm like, bro, that's not gonna fix anything. You should have just. You would think that these nerds by now would understand that WWE wants a reaction out of you, whether it's negative or whether it's positive. That's why Roman Reigns stayed at the top as long as he did because you always gave him a reaction. Mm-hmm. If you guys would just shut the fuck up. Stay silent. WWE might change certain things because that's why their indie darlings don't get pushed because they don't fucking react to them when they come out. You Especially know? if it's in Louisiana. Yeah, oh, fuck that. <laughs> People want to know why Aleister Black and Ricochet haven't been pushed harder and better than they have been. Go back to that day. You guys were to blame. It's been proven that you don't need the entire arena or crowd to chant in unison to make noise. You know, like Khaled would tell me sometimes, do you hear all the boos? I'm like, yeah, I hear the boos, but it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of the crowd booing. It could be 30% of the crowd booing because they're all saying the same thing and it's going to sound loud as fuck. Mm-hmm. And plus the people that are cheering, you can't, dif- it's easy to identify a boo. It's hard to identify specific cheering you know because so the cheering is going to sound like booze as well but if you don't give that ending a reaction that lets vince mcmahon know that okay what we did didn't work we mm-hmm. cannot do that again we need to get a reaction out of these people and you would think these marks would know that by now and they would just sit on their hands and keep their mouth shut and just be like i'm i'm not giving this a reaction hey not uh, at all. uh quick question um are you recording from a new headset or something I have a cheap pair of headphones. Alright. I'm just I'm just asking because I'm getting like a lot of static feedback. Yeah, I was, was here too. Um, I have some other ones in my living room. Let me go get those. Those might be better. Alright. But yeah, that's my opening statement. Well, while while Javi's doing that, um, one thing I, one thing I find annoying really about most of these marks is. They'll sit there and they'll talk a lot of trash. They'll they'll crap all over WWE's product, Raw and SmackDown. Yet they watch the entire show from start to finish, or they'll go to the arena and watch the show from start to finish. 
And then they wonder why WWE doesn't want to change their products. Like, well, why should we change if people are still watching, people are still complaining? You know, still getting revenue, still getting exactly. views. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you hear all these guys, like, on the, um, like the podcasters and stuff like that. Oh, this is horrible. Raw was garbage. They messed up all this stuff. It's like, did you sit there and watch the entire show from start to finish? Yeah, but it was horrible. Like, did you okay. did you watch the show? Is all I'm asking. Yeah, but it was, doesn't matter. You watched the show from start to finish. And you watched it last week. You watched it before that, and you gonna watch it next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like you know they they want to talk they want to talk about numbers and ratings and they're like oh the raw ratings are garbage they're awful I'm like okay that that's fine raw ratings are down. WWE just got a billion dollars from Fox. <laughs> yep. Obviously, the ratings aren't down enough. <laughs> I mean, people are talking about, oh, you know, AEW is going to change the world and be the new thing that everyone goes to. It, it, is AEW something possibly that could evolve into something big down the line? Yeah, it, it could. Do I think personally it's going to evolve into something big down the line? No, I think it's just gonna be a fad that lasts through probably this, probably through Christmas, and then probably dies off by summer next year maybe. If they don't, the whole thing with AEW, and I've said this since day one, is the the whole the whole idea behind AEW was to introduce fans of wrestling to new stars that they may not have heard of before, right? Yep. Lucha Bros, the Elite, Y2J. Um, pretty much if you show up on being the elite, you're the only guys getting pushed right now in AEW. Uh, am, I, um, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, un- unless you're Japanese. Oh. <sighs> yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into the whole Rio situation and that stuff a little bit later. But just, just building off of what you're talking about with the marks and stuff, it's like – you guys do understand that right now WWE is not going to change a thing. They're making billions of dollars every year. They're you guys they still watch, you still buy merchandise. And that's the other thing. When it comes to merchandise and stuff like that and you were touching on about, "Oh, why is this guy not getting pushed or why is this person not getting pushed? Why is this person get merchandise but this person doesn't get merchandise?" How about you marks actually go buy the people that you want pushed merchandise? You want to know why Roman Reigns was on top for so long? He was selling a lot of merch. Yes. You want to know why John Cena was on top for so long? He sold a like an astronomical amount of merch. That's that's what WWE gauges. That's that's their idea of okay, who do the fans want to see? Well, they're buying all this Roman Reigns stuff, so they must want to see Roman Reigns. Yep, the kids love him. You know, <laughs> we'll use Dolph Ziggler as the prime as the the poster child of guys who really should get pushed because of work, worth work ethic, but doesn't because the, the fans and the marks don't support him enough. And it's true. He, he, he gets no love from the fan, from the marks. I mean, you hear, I I love Adam Cole. I have an Adam Cole shirt in my closet. I love Becky Lynch. I have a Becky Lynch shirt in my closet. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's so okay. So with Becky Lynch, do you think um, do you think Becky would be would have been as over as she was had she not gone through the whole like lovable underdogs gimmick that she pretty much went through for what two years or so? 
No, we would probably be calling her Charlotte Reigns right now had she been pushed the way that we wanted her to from the very beginning. Exactly. But right now, Becky's still the most over female wrestler right now in WWE. Like, I I can't think of anyone that you could put her up against right now and she'll get booed or hated on or or the other person will get cheered more than her, you know? Yeah. Only, only way to make that happen is to turn her heel and have her do something like so unforgivable, so dastardly. And, and it would it would have to be that bad because if it wasn't that bad, then that they would cheer. They would still, cheer, still cheer. Becky could saw somebody's head off. They would still cheer. For <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's to the point where Becky is probably I can't even think of a. It's almost like it's essentially the female version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's almost nothing that Becky. The, I mean, you you'd almost have to bring back Stephanie McMahon as a heel authority figure and have Becky side with her for Becky to become a heel. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I'm, I can think of doing it. <laughs> bro, I'm gonna go meet Becky in a couple of days at a convention. I swear to God, if I go through her line. And I hand her the pop that I want her, the pop figure that I want her to sign. If she throws it in my face and spits on me, I'm gonna walk out the line and be like, Becky Lee, spit on me! <laughs> spit on me! Oh man! All right, Hob, that was a great opening statement to get us, get us on the ball, get us rolling here. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna jump into some uh, some news and some house cleaning on WWE's part here. Uh, Eric Bischoff lasted all of what three and a half, four months as the. Uh, executive director of creative for for smackdown and yeah a lot of so there there's there's a couple of stories going around that whole situation there uh the first story that came out was that he literally no one knew what what he was doing no one knew where he was half the time bruce pritchard the guy that actually has taken over that role now was the one running smackdown for the, behind the scenes while Bischoff was essentially MIA, not getting to know staff, not getting to know talent, um, essentially not acclimating to the WWE way, so to say. Uh, the other story, the one that most recently came out, was that um, Bischoff is, was essentially the scapegoat for when the ratings uh, – for if the ratings dropped after the premiere, which it did, which to me, I think that one's probably just a fabricated story. Because if you were expecting the the ratings to stay as high as the premiere uh, for Smack Friday Night SmackDown, that's unrealistic. Uh, it, exactly, <laughs> it is. It is unrealistic. Um, it, it just wasn't gonna happen. So I think that story there is. Uh, I don't believe that story. I'm more inclined to believe the one where um, where he is not. He wasn't acclimating to the backstage role too well. Um, from from more from most of the reports, it was he didn't know the talent that was there. He didn't know who who did what or how. Essentially, he didn't care to get to know any of the wrestlers or staff that he had with him on SmackDown. Um, the first story would make more sense than the second one. Yeah. But I I want to see the the real thing whenever it comes out because it'll happen. I mean, I don't see him moving across the country. Well, I guess halfway across the country from Wyoming to Connecticut and not even try. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. This just sounds shady. Yeah. Um, to me, how, it sounds like they were. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, you actually you brought up something before we started recording um, of it possibly being a work. Yeah, man. I mean, think about it. They they had this huge um, uh, TV deal with Fox. You know, they said, hey, we got Paul Heyman on Raw, Eric Bischoff on SmackDown. You know, they, they wanted to make it, see, you know, serious, mean something. And I remember you were telling me that. Fox could back out at any time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if the ratings didn't get any better. Um, I, I, I just look at that as, you know, like, hey, Fox, we're serious about this. We're bringing in somebody with a lot of experience. You know, they're going to help us get to where we need to get to, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then once the deal was done, once they were an episode or two in, once the draft happened. All right. See you later, Eric. But I think maybe he was in on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not trying to scream conspiracy or anything. I'm just saying I, it, it seems like, like Donald said, it looks, it sounds a little shady. So to me, it just kind of looks like maybe it was an agreement. Yeah. You know. Um, the other interesting thing of note here is that um, Bischoff isn't te- isn't a contracted wrestler. He he was technically working directly for WWE. Him getting released and fired by WWE. He doesn't have a 90-day no-compete clause. So, theoretically speaking, should AEW come knocking on his door, and if he's interested, he could technically move over there. I don't know. Um, Maybe it was a handshake agreement, you know, saying, hey, (laughs) we'll pay you for for this amount of time, you know, for for doing this or whatever. I mean, he could. I mean. Me personally, if AEW does that, I'm just in my mind, I'm envisioning Impact Wrestling all over again. Uh, you know, you, you bring in former talent from WWE that they really don't care for anymore. You you bring in Eric Bischoff. Next, we're gonna see Hogan over there for some reason. Um, I mean, <sighs> my AEW rants are just getting worse and worse <laughs> this past week, man. <laughs> Like, to me, they've just – no, we'll get into that later because I have a whole thing I want to go in on them on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so so Bischoff's leaving. Uh, he's no longer with WWE. Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, who essentially was running SmackDown all this time and not Bischoff, is officially now running SmackDown. Um, and then we have the draft. Hmm. Uh was it, is it just me, or did it seem like a lot of people kind of just stayed on the show that they were already on, and just like a handful of maybe mid cards, mid carders? I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. I'm gonna stop you right there. That is such a marked thing for anybody to say. Okay. Hey, Donald, let me ask you: If you're SmackDown and you have Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Charlotte Flair on your show, and you're up for a draft, aren't you gonna want those same people back on your show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree, I understand. I was looking at it from a like a non non kayfabe standpoint. Mm, I don't think the casual fans would have cared. I, I think they would have just took it as it as it was just a regular draft. Like, all right, SmackDown got this person. All right, Raw got that person. Yeah, I I think it was I, only like you know the marks and and people yeah. like us that might have cared about that. Um. Overall, God, what were your guys' opinion of the draft overall? 
was I, poorly staged. It was poorly staged. Could have been better. But it is what it is. It was a dog and pony show. Yeah. I didn't see no ponies, bro. I just saw a bunch of dogs. Oh. <laughs> I see, mean, okay, look. I don't want to go too deep into it. I mean, I, I, I could pick at it, yeah. you know, till the cows come home. But I, I have a couple questions. Yeah. And and I want to ask you guys because, I mean, you, you guys, I mean, like I said, we've all admitted that we're marks, but we're not mm-hmm. level five marks. Yeah. But we're marks enough to know what, what to talk about and what's what's happening. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Um, had Roman Reigns beat Seth Rollins on, on SmackDown mm-hmm. and SmackDown got the number one pick, does that mean SmackDown would have picked up Becky Lynch or would no. they still have drafted They'd Roman have, Reigns? They would have probably still drafted. You know, that's a good question. Because Stephanie McMahon came out and had all the picks on on a, on a yeah. card. And see that that was one of my one of the things that kind of irked me a little bit. It was like, yeah, for the first pick, Raw does this. SmackDown picks this. Raw picks this. I'm like, well, if you want to make it feel like a real draft, you shouldn't have them all listed on one piece of paper like that. Because then gotta go go to the back and come out with your new results exactly, every time. Which is which is why what I was what I would have liked to seen was them. You do like a a one hour special or something where you simulcast it on both USA and Fox. And you do the whole, you do a draft, like a draft special, you know, and you'll have, um, you could do like the Corey Graves and they do like analytics and stuff like that on, oh, well, this guy's a former, you know, five-time world heavyweight champion. Uh, He's bringing, he's bringing a lot of importance right now to this, to this raw brand that we have here. You know, stuff like that, you know, and they could have just done like an hour, two hour special of that. Um, where they do the draft, you have like maybe the top 10 picks, they'll go up there and do like a quick, short little speech, talk about what they're going to bring to the table. You know, you could do the back and forth where they, you know, they have the cameras in the, uh, in the war rooms and stuff like that. Um, you can even done it. I'm going to stop you right there. What? I like everything you're saying, but I would not have gone off of like their past achievements or anything. You know what I would have gone off of? Honestly. How many matches have they won and how many matches have they won? Oh, bye. <laughs> bro, wins and losses, bro. Like, but no, come like, on. I'm just saying, like that. I think if they had done it like a standalone special for the draft, would I think it would have been better. Like, yeah, it would have felt- to be on TV. They could have did it on the network. They could have did it on Facebook Live, YouTube, just like they did the mixed mat, uh, tag challenge. Yeah. And just let bro, people tune in and watch it when they want to. Bro, they could have made it. And I know that to some people this might be like, ugh, but I would have watched it. They could have made it like a four-hour special, bro. They could have yeah. let, they could have let so many different uh, companies and 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 people know. You know how many people would have would have paid for advertising during that during a four-hour draft? You know what? They could even open it up to the fans to come out and be like, be there to watch the draft, like be live at the draft and everything like that. Man, that would have been just, that would have been lit. And, Bro, I would have even um, had like some of the fans vote to where the, where they want to see certain people go, like oh. like even throw it up in the air and be like, okay, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, you know, where, where do you want to see them go? You know, like two two big names, not not huge names, but big names. Mm-hmm. Leave that in in the hands of the fans, you know, and they really get them involved. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, hey, uh, could have been bigger. But but you know what could have fixed what I just complained about? The fact that they came out with a card, already had the draft picks. It's like, okay, so if SmackDown would have won the first pick, would they have would they have picked Becky Lynch first or would they have stuck with Roman Reigns? Mm-hmm. You know, all they had to do Stephanie all Stephanie had to do was pretend that she had like a little mic in her ear. Mm-hmm. She's like, All right, well, Raw, okay. Raw picks Becky Lynch first. And then mm-hmm. go to the go to the war room or SmackDown. It's like, oh, I mean, uh, Fox is like, oh man, dang it, whatever. You know, just like how they did those those nights acting all stupid yeah. and shit. <laughs> and then come on, all right, well, it's SmackDown's turn to pick, and they pick. Okay, their their pick is in. They are going with the big dog, Roman Reigns. To me, that would have been more um, uh, understandable than what they did because yeah. it's like I like. How are those even the the top picks? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think also the fact that they limited like, oh well, these superstars can be drafted on this show, and these superstars can be drafted on this show, and then the fact that they even broke that rule during <laughs> during their draft, <laughs> like guys that weren't listed for for SmackDown were draft like SmackDown's night were drafted during SmackDown's the draft on SmackDown, like. Come uh, on, Chad man. Gable was listed on SmackDown and he got drafted on Raw, didn't he? I believe him and then Heavy Machinery was listed for Raw for Raw's draft and they got they got drafted on SmackDown. <laughs> like, come on, man! You guys can just get one, like like one thing. They, just, they didn't think it all the way through. <laughs> we could tell. Yeah, and, and then on top of that, like I made a comment. It was during the draft that my phone was crapping out on me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I don't know if you fell asleep because you were sick or not, uh, Khalid. But I was texting Donald on the side because uh, Facebook Messenger wasn't working. And I told him, "Oh wow, Alexa Bliss got drafted. I guess they're separating them." And then something told me, "Text him, bro. I swear to God, if Monday Night Raw picks up Nikki Cross in the next <laughs> round, and I'm listening, I'm I'm watching the draft, and I'm like, oh my fucking god, they picked up Nikki Cross in the second round." <laughs> I mean, in the next round, that was a fucking waste of a pick. And then they were tweeting each other, happy about how they did get separated. It was like, yo, why did they just draft them at the same time? And then they get traded to SmackDown. <laughs> oh and then, my god! And then, and I think it was in that last round where Nikki Cross got got uh, drafted, bro. There was like four four tag teams that were drafted together. <laughs> Before that, yeah. One second. Yeah, that was weird. It made, it made no sense, bro. It, and it's like I was trying to tell Donald. I said, like, do you remember in the 2002 draft where Ric Flair, uh, earlier in the night, Vince McMahon had picked up uh, Billy and Chuck as a tag team to be on his show. Ric Flair had picked X-Pac, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash to be on his show because mm-hmm. Hogan wasn't a part of the NWO anymore. Well, then it cuts to Ric Flair going, you know what? I'm going to get a dominant tag team on my show, and I'm going to start – by picking Bubba Ray Dudley. Well, then Vince McMahon retaliates and says, all right, Rick, you want Bubba Ray Dudley? Well, I'm going to take Devon Dudley. <laughs> and then it cuts to Devon and Bubba Ray in, you know, in the in the locker room, and they're like, God, dog it. Oh, I can't believe we got separated. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you say you want a dominant tag team and you, you pick one of the people? But <laughs> earlier in the round, you're picking uh, trios and duos together. And it's like, 
I text Khalid or uh, one of the day, I think uh, yesterday, and I said, dude, I think we really we we should really apply for for WWE Creative, bro, because it <laughs> it seems to me like the the qualifications are: do you know a little bit about wrestling? Do you breathe? Cool, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it does feel that way with how creative things sometimes. But then again, uh, uh, let's give them a little bit of slack on this. Maybe it was something that was thrown together last minute, like the whole draft concept and everything. And I just feel like there was a lot of stuff that was going on behind the scenes, possibly, that led to probably some last minute changes in who went where and everything like that. Um I think a big sign of that is you can look at uh, the fiend right now. Um, he's on SmackDown, but slated to show up on Raw. Um, you know, there's that. There's that whole aspect. Uh, I I just feel like there's some stuff that probably got rushed down the like rushed and hurried just just to appease Fox and USA. Um, don't worry, AEW. This is something that you guys are probably going to have to uh, experience at some point. When TNT comes and says, hey, you do, you got to do something our way, you're going to have to listen to them. Um, like, like I said before, the Crown Jewel thing, it's like, um, to me, it's like a non-canon pay-per-view, you know, yeah. with, so I, I feel like they can do certain things there. So as far as The Fiend versus Seth Rollins, oh, you yeah, know, it's just... like, it's, it's non-canon as far as like you know we're kind of we're gonna kind of bend the rules a little bit with the whole you know superstars on SmackDown, superstars on Raw, yeah. but it's canon because it's a storyline going through you know so too much money got put up for that. The prince, <laughs> the prince want a show, he getting a show, man. At least he's not asking for uh like Yokozuna again. <laughs> yeah. So you know, okay. Uh, I don't trust the dirty writers when they report stupid stuff like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so which which show do you think came out on top uh, draft wise from a talent perspective? Who cares, man? Man, Javi with the <laughs> he straps <laughs> doesn't care. You just want to see what they do with the talent going forward, right? Yeah, because it's like it all depends on on what you consider talent, you know. If you pick all the uh, all the really popular guys, you're gonna have people complaining that there's not enough wrestlers on the show. If you pick a lot of the wrestler guys, you're gonna pe- have people complaining that oh the the shows aren't filling up because we don't have superstars on the show. Star power, yeah. Yeah. So which team do you think which which show do you think had the better overall from like a good combination of both, like the happy middle, so to say, of both? Um, I say Raw got the happy median. SmackDown obviously got the star power because of Fox, but. It's a double-edged sword at that point. Yeah. Um, um, I think you got. Um. I, I, I honestly, I think it's in the middle. It's it's half and half, because I don't think you were gonna get that happy medium based off the people that they just drafted. I think you have to include everybody else that got picked up later on in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, like I'm a big Iconics fan. And they weren't even drafted. Yeah. So they got, guess what? Uh, I'm gonna watch Raw be- because of the Iconics. Yeah. Not just because of them, but when they're on, I'm gonna watch. Oh, speaking of which, uh, AOP is actually signed with Monday Night Raw. Just came across a couple hours ago. 
Okay. So. Wow. Why you so negative, man? <laughs> I'm just this saying, dude. folks. Look, okay, it's like this. Uh, let's say all three of us have like a fantasy football draft. You know, I drafted Deshaun Watson. Donald drafted a uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Khalid drafted a uh, Carson Wentz. I'm gonna look at all the quarterbacks on the waiver wire as garbage. Who cares about that? <laughs> I drafted who I drafted. Oh my uh, god! Oh my god! Uh, Donald picked up uh, a Ryan Tannehill. Okay, cool, good for you. Who cares? He, he didn't get drafted. Uh, you know. Another interesting note here: Mike Kanellis requesting his release from WWE. Again. Um. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what's going on there. But I wonder how true that is. I saw that pop up one time, but nothing else after that. I'm questioning if it's a work to go in with this whole, like a whole the whole storyline and stuff. But WWE is not gonna let him go anywhere. They they just signed. They just just signed. How many years? Was it three, Uh, five? It was. I believe it was three years. So yeah, WWE just like okay, just sit at home for three years. Just make a paycheck, sit home, be a stay-at-home dad. Did you guys see that video I sent you guys where uh, they were interviewing Drew McIntyre? No, uh, no, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that one yet. Yeah, like you're actually gonna go back and watch it. I've gone back um, and watched some of the ones you sent. Well, uh, they were interviewing Drew McIntyre and they were asking him questions about uh, social media and you know people using social media in different ways, and you know he. He uh, praised uh, Becky Lynch because she's like, look at where Becky Lynch has gone, where, where she came from and where she's at now. She knows how to use social media. And then oh, somebody yeah. asked him, well, what about somebody who would voice it, like voice their displeasures with the company or or anything like that? And he's just like, you know what? Um, for lack of a better term there, that that's kind of like a mark thing to do, because can you imagine me back in the attitude area? in the attitude era social media alive and well me tweeting um you know that i'm happy and then the undertaker and stone cold uh, meeting me in the in in the backstage area you know he's like he didn't say exactly that but he said something like that he's like can you me can you imagine me me tweeting stone cold and the undertaker you know these locker room leaders these uh these legends i was like you know just be professional you know and just Get yourself out there and get yourself over instead of bitching and complaining on social media. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I wonder who. I wonder who's gonna have a problem with that. I'm kind of disappointed in your Drew McIntyre quotes. I was expecting the accent. I really was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You have your practice in his. Uh, that's fine. I can't do a Scottish accent. <laughs> oh man. I can't even do an Irish accent, man. As much as I love Becky. <laughs> Alright, well, let's jump into some uh, some NXT stuff from this week. Um, Tommaso Ciampa making his in-ring return. And it was a for how for for the for the time that he was given to, in the match, it was a good it was a good return for him, I think. It was a good uh, welcome back. He's in shape. Yeah, he looked dude. Oh. He looks like really in shape now. Yeah. Like, that man was working out before he was supposed to. He was really <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he he he's looking pretty good right now. Um, it's gonna be uh, I, I'm Adam Cole's got a lot of people coming after him right now, man. <laughs> man, you know who who Tommaso Ciampa reminds me of? Who? 
Y'all remember when when Master Roshi would would buff up in Dragon Ball? <laughs> yeah. That's what he yes. looked like. Like without the shades. Oh man, yeah, I can see that. I definitely can see that. Uh, but yeah, so Champa wants Goldie back. Cole's there. It looks like Cole. Um, now this is this is was this is what I've liked and the difference between AEW and NXT so far. So AEW, from my recollection, outside of Y2J, has and maybe SCU on their first show on AEW's first show. Has anyone else really cut promos? I mean, um, didn't um that one guy cut a promo that nobody cares about? Which one guy? Um, that that guy who is supposedly is good, but nobody knows. Yeah, man, I'm drawing a blank. No, <laughs> The so that's like the only person I think that has has cut promos really would be Y2J. Um, no one else has talked, and they've they've done a lot of video packages. Now, some people are like, "Oh, that's how you do it in the business. That's that's how you you tell a story." I'm like, "What story? There, there there's been no story. I mean, there, okay, there's been a couple video packages with somebody else narrating the the, the whole thing." Um. There, there's there's no progress of story except for people getting jumped during the matches like, I, I think that's how it's been like every angle every story I, I'm using air quotes here for every story that they've progressed SCU gets attacked by, by Lucha Bros they, they advance the story by doing that apparently um Y2J's inner circle has essentially interfered in every single match that he's been in to advance the story. Um, how is that really advancing the story? Like the none of the none of none of the wrestlers there ha- has a persona, so to say. Oh, this guy's name's Luchasaurus, and he comes out looking like a dinosaur. Okay, wh- what's his story? What's Kale, his background? Kale, 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 no, I'm gonna stop you right there, man, because. <laughs> For you to say that there is no story advancement or very little story advancement, Chris Jericho acknowledged the we the people chance, meaning that the whole Jack Hager, Jack Swagger thing existed, meaning that involved in this story in the inner circle is in, remember in 2010 when Jack Swagger cast in that money in the bank on Chris Jericho? Bro, yeah, coming for that. I want to know. I'm sorry, what'd you say, Don? I said Jack coming for him. That's mm-hmm. what you're getting at, bro. This <laughs> story has been nine years in the making. But that's horrible creative. Exactly. He even <laughs> said it himself. <laughs> why would Why would he spin off that? That's, that was horrible creative. But but look, oh, have God. you ever noticed how whenever one wrestler talks down to another wrestler, um, how do you say it, Donald? P- people get offended like they talking bad about their cousin or something. It's their family. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So why is any why isn't anybody calling Jericho out saying that? So if we the people was bad creative and it was given to Jack Swagger and he couldn't get it over, you're pretty much burying his title win over you. 
nine years ago. But we all know that's a lot. We the people was over AF. It still is. Still is until Jericho said something and then the people started cheering. It's like, y'all was just chanting that. But Jericho can say anything in his promos and they're going to go with it. He's the he's the cool guy. So it is what it is. And, and Okay, so jumping out of the NXT stuff, I'm going to go right into my AEW. <laughs> uh, I'm warmed up now. So my view of Dynamite is it, it's a flaw, it's a flawed show that the marks are praising. In other words... If WWE was to do exactly what AEW is doing, they will be crapping all over it. They'll pick out every single mess up. They'll pick out every single flaw, every botch, every every little problem that they've had with w, with with it. They'll call WWE out on it, and then they'll complain. They'll say it's crap, it's horrible, it's stupid. They can't. This is poor creative. Every little thing about it, right? I'll, we'll break down two tag team matches that they had had in the uh, their tag team tournament uh th- this week it I like was like a pronounced tournament tag <laughs> team tournament it was scu versus lucha bros no, not lucha bros uh scu versus bad uh back best friends <laughs> and then um lax uh, it was lax versus who was the uh, i don't even know who the two guys at lax beat were Right, but in those two matches, actually, I don't think the LAX match was part of the tag tournament. Um, so, but in both those tag matches, there were botches to the point where the person that was illegal in the match for the winning team got the pinfall, and it wasn't like a an accidental like oh the ref didn't didn't know that the guy was illegal or anything like that. It was like the ref watched the non-tag happen and the pinfall go down. And still counted one, two, three. Didn't didn't uh, fans shit all over that when that happened to the revival a couple months ago? Oh yeah. So th- that's my point. It's like it happens in W. If it happened in WWE, fans would be hating it all day, every day. Happening happened in AEW. Oh my god, that was such a great match. Oh my god. It's like did, did nobody else see that the guy never tagged himself? Really, no one. No one ever saw this, right? Bro, even when the Iconics won the tag team titles at WrestleMania, you know, they, they cut back to when, when Billy, you know, jumped on the apron and tagged, uh, who did she tag? I think she tagged Beth Phoenix before Peyton Royce went in there. Bro, Peyton Roy- uh, Billy Kay didn't even need the tag to get in. Like, Peyton Royce could have just went in there, and I would have just accepted it. But they went the extra mile and and showed that, you know? Yeah. Um, right. But, then – We'll go another step further. So they talk about, oh, Darby Allen's got a, he's got a title match against Y2J. Okay, cool. Maybe he, maybe he beats Y2J. Nope, that's not the fact because before that match even happens, they aired a big old video promo about Cody training for Y2J, the hype for Y2J versus Cody. It's like, okay, so why are you having this match? That's the pay per view coming up before the match even started. Like, yo. They slipped up on that. So that's the thing. They talk about the the marks. One of the big thing that the marks likes to talk about is, oh, WWE is having matches for just what's the point of having a match? They're just having a match for having a match sake. That's essentially what Darby Allin was versus Y2J was. There was no point to the match. There's no purpose. There's no story advancement. There's nothing except that I'm guessing Jack, Jack Hager 
is the is the muscle for Y2J now? Is that is that what he's gonna be? Bro, you're you're that's just how insignificant uh, Swagger is because you're you're not even calling him by his his AEW name. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't it Jake Hager? I don't even know, man. Like it, it's. Then, that made then, me mad. I was pulling for Darby in that match too, and it was actually interesting until that commercial ad. I was like, I don't even care no more. Exactly. <laughs> remember, remember how fans were like crapping all over WWE for um for oh they don't know when to run commercials and stuff like that and all this fun stuff and they they're messing. How many times has a AEW's been on air for three weeks? And numerous times you're watching a match like oh it, it's kind of building up commercial like oh. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go back to NXT now. <laughs> and then you, by the time you're like, oh man, that NXT match was awesome. Let me go back to see what AEW's doing. Like, oh, what happened to the match I was watching? Match over. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's flawed. Then we go. Let let's go on to the women's championship for for AEW. One, you have you definitely have the wrong champion right now. A hundred percent. I don't care who she knows, how long she's been wrestling, whatever. She is not the right champion for your show. And they could say, oh, she's over. She's so over with the fans. Bro, every single one of her matches, the fans are dead until she starts kicking out of moves that really you should not be kicking out of. <laughs> like, that's all it is. It's like, okay, she this match is going the same way it always goes. She's going to get dominated because she can't pick up anybody because she's so light and everybody's bigger than her. And then she's going to kick out of one move and she kicks out of another one. Oh, my God, she kicked out of a third one. Oh, oh. And the fans start cheering. It's like, really? So this is what, this is what it takes to get a ridiculous reaction from the marks. The match has to no, go. That That is not all it takes. That is not all it takes, Khaled. You also have to be Japanese. <laughs> because when you're from over there, that's automatically a 50% reason why people like you. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I mean, there's just so much. Okay. Well, um, oh, my God. I forgot her name. Who's the chick that she fought, that Rio fought for the championship? Um, uh, Shamanishki uh, Manushka. Bro, <laughs> see, bro. Wait, who are you talking about? You talking about Nyla Rose? Yeah, there we go, Nyla Rose. Right? So yeah. Nyla Rose attacks Rio after she wins the title, right? Where's Nyla Rose been since then? She went back to her cave. the world, man. But see, that's what I'm talking about. You have a chance to like build Nyla Rose into this... She, so she just attacked her and then leaves, and that's it? She no, was supposed she's... to attack Rio yesterday after that match. That's what happened. That's what should have happened. That Honestly, that match should have just ended in a no contest with Nyla Rose just coming out there and destroying both of them. And what should have happened in the first night was not Kenny Omega coming out there to save Rio, but Britt Baker coming down there to save Rio. That's what should have happened. And then that could have explained, hey, Rio's going to thank her by giving her a title match. Okay, cool, whatever. Britt at least has win-loss as well. And then Nyla comes out there and destroys both of them. You had a chance to build – take somebody that everyone says, oh, she's she's up and coming, she's this, she has potential. You could have made her into like a monster right off the bat. And what do you do? 
you squandered it. Bro, Riho had to be one female to make it to the finals. Nyla Rose had to eliminate a bunch of bitches to get it to the finals. Uh-huh. Bro, who am I gonna who am I gonna wanna fight, bro? Who am I gonna wanna fight? One person to get to the finals, or am I gonna wanna be injured into a battle royal? Exactly. I'm so personally, they should have done the same thing with the women's championship that they're doing with the tag team championship. Put it in a tournament, have them duke it out to see. I mean, like. Yeah, they could have showcased more talent that way too. Yeah. Had the, uh, had the women's tournament stretch. Like at this pay per view, that could have been the final. Exactly. The final two. That would have been. That would have been better. I mean. It would have been it would have made perfect sense, but obviously that that just goes to show you. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I can't even say this is the first week that we didn't have the Young Bucks and Omega uh, uh, or Cody yeah. on the show because Omega and it was Omega and Paige, right? Yeah, they tagged. And and now, what was the other thing? Why are you putting these singles? Oh, let me guess. These four guys are in a feud, one on one, like bunch two singles feuds. So we're gonna put them in a tag match. Oh, if WWE did that, the marks hate it. AEW does it. Oh man, this match is gonna be so good. It's like, so let me get this right. Omega's in a feud with Moxley. Yep. Pac, Pac and Page are in a feud. Yep. We're just gonna put them in a tag match. You know, Omega, with, Omega and Hangman is the elite, so that makes sense. Yeah. But <laughs> I know, I understand that. But you know, you okay. know what was missing from this? All it was missing was the start of like a promo to kick it off, and it's been Monday Night Raw just all over again. You, you have a promo where like Pac is out there talking trash, and then Omega comes out, no Page comes out, and then Moxley comes out, and Omega comes. Uh, you know that that's essentially how Monday Night Raw kicks off is four guys that are involved in individual feuds, one person talks trash, and then it turns into four of them in a the ring, and it turns into a tag match. AEW made a tag match for no reason. They didn't have to be a tag match. Plus, last week, I mean, we should have seen this coming already. Last week, after Pac laid out Omega, what would Moxley do? Just, oh, I'm not going to attack him now that you've attacked him. I'm just going to leave him there. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on. You want to talk about poor creative? Look at AEW's creative right now. They, they, ah, man. I'm telling this company's going to suffer without the elite. I will add that match was actually good up until the last two minutes, in my opinion. The way it ended it, I don't agree with. I think that was a little over the top, but they liked it. You know what that was? That was their way of getting people to stop asking, hey, Pac's undefeated. How come he's not getting the number one contender match? Yeah, probably. That's exactly what that was. That was, in my opinion. The quality of his matches aren't that great. And and Darby Allins has been that great. Jimmy Havoc, what what matches has Jimmy Havoc been in that were that great to put him into that number one contenders match? Pac had a more deserving chance that, than Jimmy Havoc. Just just saying. Um. Well, the, the quality of his losses were better than the quality of. <laughs> and then oh, what was it on the um. Was it on AEW's website where they had Angelico with, what was it, two wins, two losses or something like that? 
yet you're like, well, he's he's hasn't won a match on AEW yet. Yeah, I, I think that was a typo. Yeah, they so better fix. Don't blame, you don't blame you know IT guy. <laughs> That's no, cold, let, let, man. I'm, I'm gonna check it right now. Let's go find out. Uh, let's find out if they still have it like that. But 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 then they'll they'll make fun of uh, WWE for putting upside down graphics on a on on screen. Oh, no, oh, look, they still purpose. they still have it. They have Angelico. They have singles record 0 and 0, tag team record 0 and 3, trios record 0 and 0. Overall 2 and 3. How's he two and three? Where are the two wins? Hey, that boy must have some some pretty good knees, if you know what I'm talking about. Wow. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't – I just don't get it. Let's, let's see. Where Where is Havoc? Where is Jimmy Havoc? Jimmy Havoc has – He won one has, match, right? He has a one and three record, and he yeah. was involved – in the number one content, where's the sense in that? What was his win loss like? You talk about oh well, the win loss is what determines his uh, his placement and everything. Dude was one and th- is one and three, right? How are you gonna say that he deserved it more? Hell, Moxley's undefeated. I mean, come on, like you couldn't you couldn't give it to Moxley. MJF, he he he's one and one, well two and one overall. Why didn't you give it to MJF? Pac is, Pac was two and zero oh until this recently. I mean, like, he, God, man. Hey, you know, if you want to make sense out of all of it, you take all those people who have those same records that that, that you just mentioned that that supposedly deserve a, a title shot. And put those guys in a tournament, you put them in a battle royal, you put them in some kind of stipulation match to see who is, you know, because like if there's like a bunch of teams that are tied, you know, you kind of you kind of go off of um, like you do like like one game playoffs. Right. Yeah. Or you um, or you look at different statistics. You look at uh, uh, the head to heads throughout the season or how many points. Uh, or runs uh, a team has scored more than another it's like a, a fantasy football i was seven and seven one season but and there were three other teams that were seven and seven but i had scored more points than them so that's how i got into the playoffs yeah so it's like it's easy it's easy to get through it you just have to you know stop telling us that it's going to go like that and actually go like that and not just pick your favorites you know Anyways, hold on here. I'm looking at these win loss records real fast. <laughs> I don't think it matter, man. You gotta look at this like months down the line and see if they keep the same see, formula. What, what I'm waiting to see. Let, let let's say they're around next, like a year from today, right? Yeah. If they're still doing the whole win loss stuff, I want to see how like if they truly are gonna stick to this like to the T. Like, well, dude, I mean, you're like. 20 and 20 but this guy here he's 21 and 20 so he has a better win loss than you so he's gonna get it okay but how do you compare somebody who's 50 who's 50 wins and 20 losses which is a pretty good percentage Mm -hmm. and somebody who just made it to the company who's four and oh thank you (laughs) thank you 
Thank you. Oh, but wait. So, we're talking. We're talking about quality of wins, right? What if somebody only beats like he, he's only beaten Cody, Jericho, Omega, Page, Pac, um, Moxley, and MJF, right? Those are the seven people he's beaten, but he has twenty losses. Hmm. That's I mean, unanswered questions, man. You gotta te- You gotta tweet Cody and ask him. Because the quality and wins, man. <laughs> oh, those are seven on, quality on. wins, man. So, but, but what about what about AEW Dark? Do those wins count? Mm. I, 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 I don't know, man. It doesn't because, look I mean, like if it. You're televised. Yeah, it, it really doesn't look like it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, because if, if those matches are televised and they're actual matches that you that they want us to believe in, they want us to spend our time looking at. I would kind of hope that what they're doing counts and isn't just, you know, just them trying to get more money out of us. I mean, that would kind of be wrong, and that's kind of like what WWE does to us, don't they? So, uh, wait, SEMA's they, been involved they, in four they, matches? Sorry, who? five matches? SEMA. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, what an ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know who this guy is. Uh, I only see, like... So based on his singles and trios, he's one and three. Yet they have his overall as one and four. I'm like, uh, okay. He was in a trio. I remember that one. I don't know, dude. They they I, should have their match history on there too when you click them. Something like. <sighs> helpful. But. but see, they, you know why they don't want to do that? I I wouldn't be surprised if some of these win loss stuff just they fudge it. And they say, oh, well, they, they wrestle a dark match, a a, a a dark match. And that's how they're going to pad some people's stats, you know? <laughs> I mean, they did that with uh... – see, the funny thing is, like, people will put over Asuka because she's a great worker mm-hmm. and mention how undefeated she was, not mentioning that most of those victories came from you know, house shows, but they'll mm-hmm. discredit Goldberg. Where, yeah. you know, most of his matches, you know, most of his wins came from house shows, too. Oh, man. So it's like you can't have it both ways, Marks. Uh, all right. We're, we're going to end with this here. I'm just going to. Oh, I haven't done my segment. What segment do you want now, man? <laughs> I, I get a segment every show. I gave you the opening statement and let you run longer than normal, man. No, the opening statement rotates between all three of us, and I get an op- and I get a segment every show. All right, go ahead, and then I'll finish it off. Go. Okay. Don't rush me, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. My segment today is um, just just kind of how like what I what, what what we've been talking about. How if it's done in AEW, cool. If it's done in WWE, not cool. Asuka going undefeated, yeah, because we like Asuka, and she's Japanese. Mm-hmm. Goldberg going undefeated, it's like, well, he wasn't that great of a wrestler anyway, so it doesn't really count, mm-hmm. even though it counts. Um, we want certain things, and when we get it, we're cool with it sometimes, and other times when we get it, we're not cool with it, and I, I don't get it sometimes. Um, so, uh, And I wanted to give three examples of stuff that fans ask for mm-hmm. and want and when they get it they get they still get upset 
So what's that phrase that people always say? They say they all they want a real sports like feel to wrestling, right? Have you guys heard that before? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me ask you, if people want a real sports like feel to wrestling, why is it that people were so upset when Roman Reigns main evented four WrestleManias in a row, but they weren't upset when LeBron James made it to like 10, 11 finals in a row? (laughs) (laughs) Well. Non-LeBron fans were upset. Yeah, there were a lot of people upset. <laughs> I didn't hear anybody complain. I mean, because mo- most people like LeBron, you know. Um, but I didn't hear anybody say, "Well, LeBron, you know, well, he gets to go to the finals every every season. Every season he's in the finals." Well, guess what, guys? Roman Reigns main event in WrestleMania four years in a row—that's a real sports feel. He's a top guy. He made it to the main event on the biggest show. LeBron James, best basketball player in the world, made it to the the biggest. Uh, he made it to the finals so many years in a row. Real sports feel. All Shut right. the fuck up. All right. You want real sports feel, feel to it? The ref. It shouldn't be based on referee's discretion to allow interference or not. It should straight up be, look, no, no interference. That's cheating. I mean, really? That, that's like me saying, okay, um, the the Patriots had 14 men on the field, but I'm allow it. It's my discretion. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. It's okay. I mean, if that happened, if if that was okay in in the, in the NFL, I would be okay with AEW doing it. If if that's how it really was, mm-hmm. I would be okay with it. Uh, but let me give you another example. Um, real sports feel, right? Oscar, undefeated, dominant. Win every match. She is the best performer, women's performer on on that show. Not just on one roster, but in the company, right? Mm-hmm. How can she go undefeated for so long and then win a shot at the title at WrestleMania and then lose? How? Well... Real sports feel. You tell me how the Patriots can go 16-0 and in a season, win both their playoff games, and then lose in the Super Bowl. Real sports feel, guys. Yeah. Real sports feel. I mean, Chuck- it, it's the, – the marks just – it's essentially I feel like WWE can come up with like the greatest pay-per-view ever. Like every match could be like a five – five six star quality match and the marks are going to find something to complain about i think that's the level that they've gotten to now is that it doesn't matter what wwe does if it has the name if it has wwe attached to it they're going to complain about it they're looking for the negatives before them before they look at the good stuff and when you're looking at it negative to in a negative manner you overlook and don't see any good out of it so that's what happens exactly i mean the the youtuber that we used to that we used to listen to that we won't even mention his name anymore. We won't give him any props, nothing. What YouTuber? Um, exactly. <laughs> um, he, he literally came out and said that, um, you know, he goes into raw, like he, he, he goes into raw thinking, Oh, this is going to be awful. This is going to be horrible. And then there will be good matches going on and he will look for the smallest possible thing to complain about. Like he won't he won't give them credit for it being a good match. Or if he does say, "Oh man, that was a good match," 
Keel immediately followed up by, but of course they're going to find a way to mess this up. This is stupid. It's like, really? Why? It was a good match. Don't complain about it. You know, and what, what I'm finding funny is that it's starting to leak into his NXT reviews now as well. And I think, and, and that, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up was, it, it's kind of funny that, you know, the guy, people watch AEW first. It, it seems like that's the most common trend for, for the guys that review wrestling po- wrestling shows and stuff like that is they watch AEW first and then they go back on the network on Thursday and watch NXT. And a lot of times they're like, oh, NXT's in, the, the most common theme I've seen lately is NXT's in a holding pattern. It, it, it's, they, they don't know what to do there. You know, it, it doesn't feel like they're improving anything. I'm like, how about you watch NXT first and then go watch AEW and I bet your opinion will change on it. Uh, so, sorry for taking over your, your, your segment there, Javi. Yeah, my, my bad. No, you're good, man. Oh, it's funny how you say change because, you know, AEW, not only they change in the world, but they're changing the rules too. Yeah, I mean. But, but check this out, though. This is my last real sports field comparison. You hear the YouTube, like the YouTubers you're talking about, and not just the YouTubers, like you hear dirt sheet writers, too. You hear people that that uh, have been fans, are still fans, are still in and out, or kind of in and out or whatever, you hear them say that, man, you know, I wish it kind of had like a real sports feel to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Why, why do people get upset when somebody like Ali or Samoa Joe lose a match? You know, they, they get upset because they they lose a match clean. It's like they're popular they're dominant. They're great workers in the ring. How could they lose a match clean? Well, I don't know. Can you? Can one of you guys explain to me how in 2001, the the uh, to, the 2001 Seattle Mariners, who won 116 games throughout that season, and <laughs> they tied, they tied an a I think it was an AL record or uh-huh. a major record for most wins in a season. How is it that the best team? in the majors that year won 116 games and they lost one game to the worst team in the majors that year to the Tampa Bay devil race. They lost, uh, I think it was eight, uh, three to eight. <laughs> You're telling me that it's not a real sports feel that somebody who in your opinion, isn't as good as the Sierra, the Seattle Mariners um, can, I'm sorry. You're telling me that, in your opinion, somebody that isn't as good as Ali or Samoa Joe can't beat them in a match clean, but the worst team can beat the best team in the majors? Bro, the That's Jets a real sports the, field. You can look at the Jets beating the Cowboys. With the right strategy, anybody can be beat. Exactly. And uh, that's the thing that I've noticed so far with AEW is I don't get the feel that the – I could see these matches getting very old, very fast in that they're all going to follow the same formula in that you're going to have a lot of, a lot of two counts that people are kicking out of. Cause I've noticed, I've noticed that over the course of several of their matches is that the matches will start off dull. The crowd's not into them unless literally, unless Jericho or members of the elite are in the match the crowd's dead for most of the most of the other matches. 
until they start kicking out of near falls. The, the crowd, they, the, the, it's kind of a, how can I put this? It's, it's a formulaic strategy that they're going with that they, they're literally just feeding into the marks, hoping the marks, you know, love what they do. But at the end of the day, it's only so long it's going to be entertaining for. So I, so I, I want to add Kate's one still more. Shiny, man. What happened? No, no, you're right. You know, the, the, the pain is, is shiny right now. And it's like once they start. You know, it's like if you get a Lamborghini, right? You get into a Lamborghini, and you're like, man, it's my first time ever in a Lamborghini. Boom, it's just fucking amazing. You get invited to get into a Lamborghini again the next day. You're like, fuck yeah, let me get in that Lamborghini, bro. By the 38th time you get in that Lamborghini, it's like, bro, uh, what, what's special about yeah. this? Yeah, then it's going to be time for oil change. It's going to be time for new tires. Yeah, you're going to get sick of that Lambo after a while, right? Oh, look See, at this. So... <laughs> AEW will be introducing a top five list, um, top five ranking before full gear. That's just going to add more questions, I think, to their whole strategy for like labeling number one contenders and stuff. Because it's already bad enough with the whole, oh well, we have um, you know, win wins and losses matter. Okay, cool. That that that's simple. Wins and losses matter. Okay, you kept it simple. But then you start adding like, oh, well, quality of wins matter too. So what's going to end up happening is <laughs> – I can see this happening very easily. So if let, – let's say somebody has like 15 wins, 10 losses, right? And then another person has 15 wins, 10, 10 losses. Whoever's ranked higher now, you're going to be let, – let's say one guy's ranked number two and the other guy's ranked number five. I'm going to look at every single person that the guy that's ranked number five and number two – like one one over and be like, so this guy's horrible, this guy's horrible, this guy's horrible, because he got less credit for these wins than this other guy. <laughs> you know? Bro, how was it that Kurt Hawkins was getting over by losing? <laughs> You're telling me that he he could never earn a title shot in AEW because he lost so much. Yeah. So we will never have an underdog story in AEW such as a Kurt Hawkins winning the tag team titles at WrestleMania. That's the other question I have is, um, what if two people have the identical win loss record and they've beaten the same exact people and one person's ranked like in the top five and the other's not. What was the quality of those matches? It's, but that's the thing. It's not, they didn't say quality of matches. They say yeah. quality of the wins, like who they beat is more of like quality of the person that they beat. They gonna they gonna throw something else in there. And see that that's what I'm saying is like adding this whole top five thing is just gonna add more um more problems I think down the line. They gonna have but, star ratings. Uh, they gonna have all kinds of crap. Exactly. That. And to me, that's now just you're you're just adding more and more problems of stuff that you're gonna have to try and keep up with as time yeah. goes on. And now, this is one thing AEW might not know about the marks. And this is one thing I, I'm scared about the marks for is that they will dig up crap from from years ago <laughs> <laughs> to prove a point. So let, let's say two years down the line, you better make sure you have – AEW better have somebody dedicated just to like, all right, I, my job is just stats and analytics. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But we've been saying for years, man, that WWE needs to have just a huge fan sitting in the corner just to be paid, not to give opinions, not to give creative ideas, but to fact check. Uh, oh, yeah. You can't do that because Shawn Michaels was the very first person to ever do that. So you can't say that it's the it's for the very first ever this or very first ever mm-hmm. that. Well, uh, there was one of the guys I watched the that I watched for whenever he does reviews of NXT. He was joking along with um, Tegan Knox making her return. Uh, Ronello and Nigel McGuinness kept talking about how you know it's her first match back, and he's like, she's wrestled twice on NXT UK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man. <laughs> but well, hey, um, um, but but before you you get into anything else, I, I want to give one last real sports feel, if that's okay. Go right ahead. All right. Um, something that it it, it makes no sense to me because I feel like people just want to bitch just to bitch nowadays. Uh-huh. I find it funny whenever um. People get mad whenever there's a attractive woman on in WWE because it's like, well, she's only there because of her looks. They're only talking about her because of her looks. She's only she's only at where she's at because of her looks. And it's like, you want a real sports feel? Mm-hmm. You 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 really want a real sports feel when it comes to that? You, you're telling me that. And and I'm not saying that in this case uh, it's sex that sells, but you're telling me that attractive people aren't going to catch people's attention. Uh, can I introduce you to uh, Ronda Rousey in MMA, mm-hmm. Michelle Waterson in MMA, Paige Van Zant in MMA, Dana, Danica Patrick in uh, NASCAR, Michelle mm-hmm. Wee, golf, Serena Williams, tennis, Jenny Finch, softball, Alex Morgan, soccer, Anna Kornikova in tennis. You're telling me that these women um, aren't going to, like, a lot of the people that like them isn't just because of their looks. So it's like shame on them for even getting into the sport because they're, they're good looking. <laughs> so it's like shame on Mandy Rose for even wanting to, to learn how to wrestle. It's like, Mandy, you need to go out there as ugly as possible as you possibly can. If you're going <laughs> to, because, because you looking that pretty is not going to get you over. Go ask Trish Stratus, go ask Tori Wilson, go ask Stacy Keebler, go ask Lita. Go ask and you can't ask Miss Elizabeth because you know she's a legend and she, unfortunately she's she's dead. Um, you can ask Maurice. You can ask. Um, oh my God, I just drew a blank on her name. Uh, you can you can go ask uh, Michelle McCool. You can go ask Christy Hemi. You can go ask um, uh, what, what's her name, man? I was in love with her. Um, Brooke Adams when she, when she went to TNA and and got over over there. Yeah, dude, no. No, God, no. These, these women, they, they don't belong on TV because they don't bring ratings, even though that they're employed with companies for years and years and years for a reason. And and their lines are always full, not just with horny guys, but with women that look up to them, you know, kids that look up to the up to these women as 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 heroes, you know, just like they look at Stone Cold and The Undertaker. These women, um, you know, catch the attention of, of of all kinds of people. And it just it boggles my mind that. Oh, because Mandy Rose is just a pretty face. You know, she doesn't deserve to be wrestling. I'm like, dude, she's pretty damn good in the ring, man. That that yeah, knee that she gives. She's improved over the years, man. Uh-huh. She's gotten and, way uh, better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, 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 that's, my le- that's the last bit of my real sports feel. Just because somebody's good looking doesn't mean that they, 
that they can't be where they're at because <sighs> whatever. Fucking virgin has marks. <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn. Next neck beer basement dwellers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but let me ask you guys: uh, uh, which sport, real sports field did uh, did you like the most that, that I mentioned? Is that a curiosity? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Seattle Mariners comment. Yeah. The whole anybody can be beat. Yeah. That one. Um, and I'll say this: WWE lately has been doing a pretty good job of telling stories in the sense of, oh, this person's going to wear down the knees of of the bigger person to help them win this match, you know, or, hey, this person's submission hole requires them to use their arm, so they're going to work on the arm the whole time, you know. Um, any given any given Monday or Friday night, man. You know the saying: any given Sunday, it's yeah, any given Monday or Friday night. <laughs> Bro, here's my thing. I've never seen Rey Mysterio suplex suplex the Big Show. When when Hurricane went to go choke slam um, Triple H and Stone Cold at the same time, he wasn't able to do it. Bro, when Rio suplex. You, know, you, you remember when Vicky Guerrero went to went to spear Edge in a match and, and he just <laughs> yeah. bounced off of him. <laughs> Bro, how was Riho able to suplex Nyla Rose? Off Man, don't even. But that's a, oh, you, you real real sports talk, right? Uh, you, okay, you want to do a real sports feel? Let's have weight classes. Nyla Rose and Rio should not be in the same weight class at this point. Put them in different weight classes. They can't. They shouldn't be facing each other. But Rio, you yeah, y'all know her power level. I mean, she could be stronger. That's true, man. Because you know, as much as I love, uh, do you guys know who? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but her name her name is jo- uh, jo- Joanna, and she's in UFC. Yeah. She's in the, the strawweight. Yeah. She, she's a strawweight. Jo- as much as I love her, and I, as much as I like seeing her perform, I think Amanda Nunes, Amanda oh, Nunes, would yeah. fuck her. Up, she man. would. Yeah. <laughs> Completely <laughs> different ball game, bro. <laughs> Destroy her, man. But yeah. All right, guys. Well, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna call it a night here uh, on the Smarter Marks of Wrestling. Uh, hopefully, next week there's improvements uh, on ROH's not ROH AEW's. Uh, I'm calling them ROH already. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, also, um, I think we need to check out NWA Power. I've been hearing really good uh, reviews about you it. Know, you know what? I I started watching the first episode the other day and. Just the intro promo with uh, Nick Aldis, dude. That the feel of it is different. You want to talk about changing the world? They're changing the world, bro. And then the funny thing is, like, they're bringing old school back. It was like yeah. it had such an old school feel to it. And I was just like, damn, this is what's up. Yeah. So we, yeah. we we'll pro- I'm definitely probably, I'm more likely check that out. It it has that nice, it has a different vibe to it. It has a different feel to it overall. Um. But yeah, that's how we're going to end the show, guys. Uh, be sure to follow us on our Facebook page. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, you know, check us out. Um, probably sometime in the next month or so, I'm going to open up leaving voice messages on our Anchor on our anchor site. And you guys can leave us voice messages with questions, suggestions of topics to talk about. Um, and we'll, we'll cover them. It'll be fun. See where it goes. You guys been, you guys been great. See ya. Adios. Ciao.